Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Karen Callum. Sweet, and there we go. I'm recording from my end. You're recording from yours. And there you go. Through the magic of technology, we're going to create a audio podcast. <laughs> Hello, everyone, to the person who's listening, and welcome to the Game Global Podcast. I'm Kieran Callum, and um, as I always say, this show is just a little free resource. They'll give you lots of tidbits, uh, tools, advice that you can use to smash your dating and sexual goals. Now, today I am here with a very special gentleman who goes by the name of Avi Hayden. Avi, how you doing? Good, how about you? I'm alive and kicking, alive and kicking. This whole coronavirus outbreak is really starting to do my head in because it's like I'm meant to go to Bali and now I'm not going to Bali and mm-hmm. everything's dead, you know, under house arrest and whatnot. But life still keeps plugging on, as I say, man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing all right. It has been, it's, it's something... Um, the whole coronavirus and how it's it obviously it's affecting the whole game communities uh, are talking about it a lot. I wonder if you maybe we should just for like a minute or two, like what our thoughts on what we should focus on during this time because you probably aren't going to be like going out and doing a hundred approaches, right? Like that's probably not an option right now. Say so you say going out and doing a hundred approaches, but most men aren't necessarily ses- sexually escalating from an approach anyway. Like, you know, it does happen, but mm. for the most part, men are approaching women, getting details and then contacting them later. So the purpose of this is effectively you're a man, you're with a woman. Coronavirus be damned, the two of you have decided to hang out. You're chilling together, you're doing something. Now, you know that as the man, it is your job in order to go from we are just talking as friends to please, please fuck me harder. Oh, my God, I'm coming. How do you, as a man, actually transition from we are just talking like two civilised human beings and if the whole world could see this conversation, I wouldn't care, I wouldn't be embarrassed to. There is no way in hell I would ever want anybody who isn't the woman I was with to actually see what we were just doing. So, you see what I mean? That's what I'm talking about here. So, from your perspective, you're alone with a woman. What steps do you normally take in order to go from platonic we're just chilling in order to okay this is sexually charged and now we're about to really get down Hmm. this is an area that guys there's a lot of confusion right this is an area that's very confusing because there's two sides to it there's the logical side and then there's the emotional side and guys tend to focus on how do i logically turn her on right how do Mm -hmm. i what do i say i get a lot of people asking me questions like what do i say to turn a girl on? How do I make the conversation sexual? And that stuff, I mean, there's a place for that, like approaching directly uh, as opposed to being indirectly can have benefits. There's things you can say that could, you know, make the interaction more sexual, but most of it isn't really in what you say. It's in the emotions that you're rejecting, right? Mm -hmm. So, and that's when people say sexual intent, People say, well, show sexual intent with what you say, but most of sexual intent, in my opinion, is something that you feel. It's a feeling that you project and that the girl feels it and then everything automatically will have that non-platonic 
context. It's interesting you say that because I spend a lot of time saying this to guys as well. And what I try to let them know is they're like, well, you know, how the hell do I show sexual intent? And it's like, effectively, you're a man, she's a woman, you're attracted to her. You're thinking things, you're thinking some little naughty things, but you're not shying away from the things that you're thinking about. You're actually kind of proud of them and it just creates this little bit of energy and sparkle in the air. It can even just be a look. You know, like mm-hmm. you look at her, you're talking about something completely mundane. Like you might be talking about Teletubbies or whatever, but the way you're actually looking at her is like you're conveying all of that in the look. And then she's like, why are you looking at me like that? Yeah. And then this is something that a lot of men do. Like a huge issue that men have from what I see is that you're raised to not be a creep and to not like rape right. women and etc. which is great. But then what it does is it makes you compress your sexuality. Like you just suppress the hell out of it. So then you're scared to show it. So then when you're with a woman, you're like, oh, hello, I, I'm just a boy and I don't have a penis and don't worry. You know, we're just here. We're just laughing as friends. But then you actually expect that that's actually going to get her going. Yeah. So what I say to them is to let out, like, you see, like, what you're feeling. This is what I say to them. You see, like, what you're feeling when you're looking at porn on your own, right? You're that, mm-hmm. <sighs> let some of that out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think... That's huge. I, I think this is one of this is one of the topics that almost never gets talked about. I can't think of many videos about this or, or articles or books that you expressing your sexual energy and being comfortable with it is huge. There's a lot of reasons for that. One is that uh, women have a desire to be desired, right? Yep. What turns women on is the feeling that someone else is just lost in their desire for them. That's something that is pretty much universal. And men are so afraid of showing desire because, and I was too, I remember this. I remember, I don't know where it comes from, but just societal conditioning. It taught me to be afraid of, you know, holding strong eye contact with a girl, of wanting to, of being physical, of showing my interest in a girl in any way. It made me just feel ashamed of all of those things. But if you turn off that that shame of it and just go with your instincts, your instinct to, to, feel this desire for a girl, then the sexual tension is very natural. It builds up on its own. It's not, it's an instinct that we all share and you just have to learn to take off the brakes, right? To take off the brakes, which is what we have on pretty much all the time. There's two things I want to say. So firstly, um, I remember a few years ago, I don't know how long ago it was, but I was on a date with some woman and well, we're on the date and we're, we're dating basically we're on the freaking dates first date whatever and then don't ask me where this came from but at some point i just stopped so like she was talking and i said you know what i actually wasn't listening to anything you just said and she was like why and i was like because i was just thinking about fucking the shit out of you okay now you should have seen her face it wasn't like oh my god how dare you i'm going to slap you like she was visibly aroused she was visibly aroused. She got shy. She didn't get up and leave. She didn't get up and storm out of the restaurant or the bar or wherever the hell we were. Like, she really liked that. Yeah. She liked that a lot because I wasn't actually shying away from it. But um, something I want to say to what you just said, because you said something very true. But I realized that a lot of men would be like, no, that's bullshit. That's not my experience. Because you said that women have a desire to be desired, mm-hmm. which is true. But then if you're an average man living in the world, it's like, no, they don't. 
because all women ever tell me is that they're tired of men being creepy and saying they want right. to fuck them. So, you know, if you're some average guy, it's like, well, how the hell is it possible that women have a desire to be desired when every woman I ever meet is always complaining about men sending a dick pics and stuff and like being creepy it's when confusing. those men are. It's very confusing. So, well, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I've got a little theory, but what? what are well, your one way you can, I mean, you can test it is just uh, like for yourself to see. Uh, and it's like a it's a mild way to start it's not like telling girls across the table you know I, all I've been thinking about is I'm gonna fuck you because you might want to build up to that right but it's just to do direct approaches um, and that's something I and you know the whole indirect versus direct there's a there's a lot of uh, that's actually kind of a complicated subject but going indirect just telling a girl like I find you attractive I think you're cute You'll see they light up and they absolutely love it. And you'll see that a lot of the time that lets the interaction naturally become flirtatious and the girl is instantly receptive to that. So just doing that and you'll expect in your mind, if you haven't done that before, you'll probably expect like girls are going to be offended. Like they're going to call me a misogynist prick or they're going to, you know, they're going to tell me to fuck off. That's not what's going to happen. Uh, girls are going to be very receptive to that, and that'll help disprove this notion that society has taught us over the years that women don't like male sexuality to be shown uh, openly. You know, they want, they, they, they're not comfortable with it. They hate it. It's creepy. Um, it's not inherently creepy. It can be creepy, but it's actually something that women love. Well, the thing is, all right, so I've got a couple of things. Firstly, ultimately, they do love it because women act like they hate men, like, lusting over them and mm-hmm. shit. But have you noticed that any woman who is attractive enough just makes money off her body? Yeah. Like, you never get a woman who's hot enough to be an IG model that just decides she wants to work in Marks and Spencer, like, work in a bank or, like, she wants to work in a supermarket. Any woman who's sufficiently hot enough, what, what do they do? They go, hello, world, here's my Instagram, here's pictures of my ass, here's my legs. And, like, they get all of that validation and they absolutely love it and they just make money off it. Like, they all basically do want that, but it's kind of like this from my perspective. If they they like to be desired but mm-hmm. if they don't like the man who's doing the the desiring they want him to desire her from a distance mm. you know just like yeah. look at me from over there wank over me but don't get in my face you lowly peon of a man who's beneath me but what they want is they want to be desired by that cool sexy man mm-hmm. like a man a man who like they who they're attracted to they want that man to want them yeah and mm, and like it seems to me like the key for men is to become that man that women want to be wanted by. Yeah, that all makes sense to me. Uh, that's where guys get. That's where guys. I think they get confused is because they don't. They assume that they're never that guy, right? They assume that it's binary. They've had some bad experiences. Uh, you know, this was me. Uh, I had a couple experiences. Like I hadn't kissed any girl, say, in high school. I hadn't gone on any dates, so I just assumed I was undesirable. Period. Right, that I just was not desirable, and it, it got to the point that literally, uh, a couple of the most embarrassing examples I'll just share to the world. Uh, one, I had a girl at a party. Um, she was a model, and I had a crush on her for a long time. And she, it was a uh, New Year's Eve, and she leaned in to kiss me uh, for for a New Year's kiss, and I turned away and I thought, what the fuck is she doing? And I decided she must be pranking me. And so I got yeah. up and I 
literally walked away from the party and walked home, even though I got a ride there. I just <laughs> walked home, uh, <laughs> and and I, I didn't, you know, I didn't end up dating her. She ended up uh, dating someone else a week later uh, because in sorry, my no, mind, no, you, you were, yeah, go on. Sorry, sorry, ignore me. Carry on. In, in my mind, it just wasn't possible that someone so attractive would like me. That just wasn't a possibility, and I closed it off. And, you know, I had another situation uh, a couple years later when I was 19 where a girl I worked with, she invited herself back to my place for massages, by the way, for massages. Uh, so I massage her, I massage her all over her body. She did the same. And then she's on top of me and she works it so that she's like basically in the cowgirl position uh, massaging me. And then I said you know what, I think I should get some sleep. <laughs> um, because I didn't think, you know, I was just so confused in my mind. It, these are obvious green lights looking back. It's like, clearly she wanted to have sex. But in my mind at the time, what I was thinking is, why, it seems like she's interested, but no girl would be interested in me. So I must be making this up and I should just you know, end this situation before it gets awkward. That's that's right. that's I, what goes through in my mind. I relate to that a thousand percent. That's so unfortunate. When I was younger, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It's very unfortunate. I actually kind of wish I didn't, but I do. Because, oh my God, when I was younger, it's, it's kind of like you say to me, is the sky blue? Yes, it is. Is grass green? Yes, it is. Do women want you? No, they don't. So if mm -hmm. I liked a girl, there was no, like, you know, like say men today you're out in the street or whatever you see a woman is like oh should i talk to her should i not you know there's some uncertainty there was no uncertainty because i knew that she didn't want to talk to me i just knew if you're this hideous despicable troll why the hell would you right. want to talk to you i didn't even ask myself that question and funnily enough i've got a story that's similar to what you said really although it's similar similar it's like not as bad as the point where she was sitting on top of me but <laughs> it, that could easily have happened so there was a girl and I met her in a club because oh, I, I met her in a club and I was drunk as all hell. So I was like, oh my God, you're so pretty, you're so pretty. And she's like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then at the end of the club, I ended up kissing her sister. Now, don't ask me how I ended up kissing her sister. <laughs> I did. I was just blind drunk. And she's like, oh, you arsehole. You kissed my sister. You arsehole. Somehow I still got her number. Now, now looking back, I know exactly why I still got her number. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I her sister kissed me. So that gave me social proof. But at the time I was thinking, oh, wow, that was so fortunate. I can't believe that worked out. Anyway, here's the thing now. Me and her, we agreed to go on a date. But it's the kind of date you have when you're 18. It's like I went round to her house and we sat in a park on some swings. <laughs> now, I remember there was a moment, right? We're sitting on the swings. And either maybe she was sitting on my lap, actually. I don't know. But we're, we're on the swings. We're by the swings. And it's dark. The starlight and whatnot. And we're kind of close to each other. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to kiss her. I was. I was but I didn't do anything. I didn't. I was too scared. I was t and, I, I rem and then after that moment like we carried on being friends but she was always like oh yeah like I'm not attracted to you you know we'll only ever be friends and I was kind of pining That's after her for months not knowing not knowing what the hell I did wrong that 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 change that happens after you when the windows open and you don't go through that change where the it's like you're a little dog being patted you know now ugh, like, <laughs> ugh, <laughs> ugh, ugh. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, 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 
yeah, go on. Go and on, one speak. thing is that speak. is much worse. That feeling is much worse than trying to kiss a girl or trying to make a move and then she rejects you. Like, so people think like, you know, I don't want to risk rejection. Well, the risk of not doing something is actually a lot worse. It's a lot more awkward and painful to not make a move and then have this this girl just kind of pity you. Um, so something I think is, and tell me if you agree, but it's kind of like this. On the one hand, you can be Mr. Creepy and it's like, oh my God, you tried to touch me and I didn't want you to. But on the other hand, you can be the pussy little puppy dog who, like you said, you're just being like patted like a teddy bear and there's no respect. They're both like worst case scenarios, yeah. but opposite ends of the spectrum. You want to go to the creepy end of the spectrum because at least she'll still respect you as a man. Mm. Like, even if she rejects you, she is effectively like, I, I'm rejecting your advances. Like, as long as you don't, like, try and rape her afterwards. She says no, you take your hand away. Like, it's all good. But it's like, I'm rejecting you. I don't want this with you. But I respect the fact that you're a man who goes after what he wants. Whereas, you know, what we did with those two women there, it's like they left those situations thinking, wow, what a complete win. Right. Yeah, she will probably <sighs> respect you more if you make a move and it's she didn't she's just not interested yeah as long as at that point you let it end and you don't just keep pushing despite the fact that she said no which some guys do that so i mean that is where you know both ends of the spectrum can be really bad um so you were you were talking about you know should you just become like if you become a more attractive version of yourself then women see you sexually and so that's that's where it gets a little confusing. That's where it can get complicated for guys because they can turn into this thing. Are you familiar with like um, AMS, Alpha Male Strategies? No, no, no. Okay, he's he's probably the most popular guy in the whole, you know, success with women realm right now. Um, and his overall philosophy is that you should improve your own looks, your status, etc. to the point where women start showing you choosing signals. Um, choosing signals being like the indicators of interest, right? It's just another word for indicators of interest. And well, that, that makes sense. I wouldn't disagree. And then once you're getting these choosing signals, then you can escalate, right? Then you can then you can ask a girl out, then you can go for the kiss, then you can do that, etc., etc. And there's a lot of merit to that. The problem with that line of thinking is that guys will misidentify their own sexual value, right? So guys will see themselves as basically a zero, like I did, and I don't think you were quite as bad, but, you know, like we've all had experiences where a girl was interested in us, but we didn't get her because we didn't make a move, right? Because we didn't make things sexual, because we were afraid of making things sexual. So, so the thing is, if you, if you assume that, you can wait for choosing signals. Um, you're not considering the fact that maybe you just don't see them, right? Maybe you are getting all these signals from girls, but your value, your internal sense of your own value is that you're not attractive, and that's why you don't ever make a move because you think girls aren't attracted to you even though they are. Well, you see, here's the thing. When we talk about choosing signals, are we assuming that you and some girl are hanging out 
together for like an hour or two. Like you're on some sort of date or meetup or It applies whatever. to that. that- it, I mean, it also applies. I mean, that philosophy also applies to approaching, right? Guys will use that as the reason. Well, that's, I, I won't approach a girl unless she gives me an indicator of interest, right? There's, there's that side of it too, but it applies to both. Okay. Well, assuming if we're just talking about like dating and like how do I actually escalate in a sexual sense? You know what? Um, Joe Elvin, who we both know, co founded Game Global with me mm-hmm. and Ice White, he mm-hmm. said something to me a couple of years ago. And when he said it, I was like, oh my God, that's actually so true. Because I was talking about ways you can tell if a woman's interested. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, the only thing you need to know. And I was like, what? He said, is she still there? Mm-hmm. And I was like, my God, you're right. Because how many times I'm sure this has happened to you Where you've been on a date And it's not going well And then the girl makes up some excuse And she leaves mm-hmm. Like Oh sorry I need to leave Because I've got work tomorrow Or whatever Like If a woman is on a date With some man That she doesn't want to be with And she's not having fun She's going to up and leave So fundamentally All you really need to know Is is she still there And I remember After he said that I was on I was with some woman And we were like Sitting in a bar And it was getting quite late And she wasn't showing me Any signs that she actually liked me nothing but then i thought hold on it's like quarter to 11 and she's got work the next day and she doesn't seem to be making the tiniest bit of effort to look at her watch or act like she wants to leave so it's like she's into me yeah it's like fuck that's actually all you need is she still there when she doesn't have to be but um yeah that's... question i got for you though yeah go ahead there's things that i personally do i mean in a in addition to let's say um, conveying a sexual vibe with your actions and stuff and like expressing your sexual energy which i know a lot of men listening will find hard to just fit to understand but ultimately just try it until you get it right are there any other things that you do because there's other things that i do so i'm just curious about you and your process so for instance like you know touching Mm-hmm. How do you actually physically touch? What does that look like? Is there anything that you might usually sort of say in order to set the mood to get it into a sexual vibe, or or what? Yeah, I, I mean, in terms of talking, yeah, I don't, I don't have like any routines or anything in specific that you know I say on every day to to make the date sexual. There is something I do that can help give you a context where you'll feel comfortable making the conversation sexual and where it's comfortable for the girl too and that's called the question game um i got this from simple pickup a long time ago actually um so i want to give credit where it's due but the question game is basically you set it up you just say hey would you like to play the question game they're like uh what is that and the question game is you ask each other questions back and forth and you cannot ask the same question and if a question's uncomfortable for you, you're allowed to, you know, pass. Uh, that rarely happens, but you want to give them the option. And then uh, the more personal, the more intimate, the better. Right? And that's it. So it's just to ask each other back and forth questions and be as intimate going, as yeah. possible. And so it's basically like playing truth or dare, but just the truth. And so if you do this, it gives you an excuse. It gives you a logical excuse to ask questions like... You know, what was your first kiss or um, what what are your turn ons for men? Right. And you start with questions like that that aren't like too crazy, but then you can build it up and start talking about like what they like sexually or how they lost their virginity or their thought, you know, things like that. So it gives you an excuse to ask things that would normally be inappropriate. So it's a way to 
make it easier to lead the conversation in that direction. If that's something、mm. that, yeah, it's not something I really do anymore because it's just become、mm. a natural. You know, I know I just naturally know how to do that, but it's like a useful crutch. I see, I see, I see. I like that. I like that. So there's a couple of things I do. I mean, I used to do this stuff religiously, not so much religiously anymore, but still. So, for instance, one thing women like is to feel protected.、Mm-hmm. Right? They like to feel、Definitely. protected. So, any time I have a chance to make a woman feel protected, like I don't know if there's like a big dog and you like a scary dog and you move her out of the way of the scary dog, do stuff like that. Because then she'll be like, "Oh my God, this guy's a protector. He's going to look after me," and then that will ultimately make her feel far more comfortable having sex with you.、Yep. Another way you can actually convey that is, I mean, I remember when I was at university once. This guy, we were, I was in a club with a girl, and a man like kind of walked past her and like pushed her, and she almost fell over. So I confronted him and told him to apologize. Yeah, I tell women that story, and they'll really like that. Because it, the implication is, oh, so if I'm alone with you, you'll look after me, and just even actually just knowing that just kind of opens them up and warms them up more to the idea of being physical with you. Yeah. Another thing as well is conveying that you don't judge women for being sexual. Like this is a huge one,、mm-hmm. and a good way of that. Like personally, it's let's say if you've got a friend who's. Always having sexual adventures, and you tell the woman the story of your friend with the sexual adventures, and you say it in a way that makes it seem like you think it's a good thing. Then you're kind of she's you're kind of implying to her that oh, so if I do something with this guy, he's not going to judge me, right? You know, just little little small things that you can actually do. But what about like actual physical touching? Because a lot of guys have issues with that. What do you do there? Or is there anything that you do? Okay. Well, I mean, one thing guys think is that it's a requirement, you know, from like, say, if you're on a date, or, and I wouldn't think of it as like a requirement. I mean, at some point you're gonna have to get physical, but they put a lot of pressure on themselves. Like, I have to touch her shoulder. I have to do, you know, do this whole escalation process. And I've never, I've never thought of it that way, and I've never had a problem, right? I've never had a problem as long as the overall Emotions are right, right? As long as the overall context of the date, like say you you do the question game, you're talking about sexual things. There's different ways for a girl to be turned on or to be interested. She doesn't have to have physical touch and strong eye contact and this for it to be adequate. So so don't like put too much pressure on yourself to where you think, oh, I have to do the right escalation moves physically, or you know, it's it's not going to happen. You you don't really have to do too much physically until you're actually in private, right? Until you're at your house or her house.、Um, so it's something that I, I'd say a lot of my dates. There's not actually a lot of physical touch. I mean, different people have different styles of game, you know. And I'm more. I'm not really on the physical side. I'm more just in terms of the way we're talking. It's very sexual. It's clear that it's on from her perspective. It's clear that it's on from my perspective. And then I invite her back to my place. And then when she's at my place, then you know, then you. Start escalating in earnest. I guess you could say. I think you're more patient than me. It seems you're you're much more patient. Yeah, and it can it can definitely like being more physical can definitely work, right? Don't get me wrong. Like that, there's nothing wrong with that. But but what a lot of guys, especially guys who are new, they think they have to go through like this escalation process. They'll even ask like in day game approaches, like how do I start, you know, holding her waist and stuff? Like you don't have to do that if you 
want to do that, then do it, right? If it's something that your instincts are telling you to do, then it will probably work. But it's not something you need to force if it's not, you know, if it's not, if the energy isn't right. Like trying to force it will likely make it more awkward. This is it. I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, trying to force it will make it awkward. For me, it's like I'm sitting on a date with some woman. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like I'm holding, it's like I, I just want to touch her. It's like I want to. Yeah. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ, like your legs are right there. I th- I want to touch his fucking legs. That's how I'm feeling. It's like, so that actually helps me because then they feel that desire and then that desire actually makes them feel more desire. I'm not ashamed of the desire in any kind yeah. of builds and builds and builds. But effectively what I do for any man who's like, yeah, I really want to be touching women on dates before we're alone. It's just a case of start very small. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you start with the innocent stuff like a little playful touch, a, a mild shove. Maybe you might play a fun war or something like that. And it's kind of like this. I've done that. Everybody one. knows. Yeah, you know, I used to do a lot of fun wars back in the day. <laughs> I like a lot. A lot. God, a lot. Ah, oh, dear. And, um, you know, yeah, you just start, but like everybody knows what's worse. So, for instance, touching a woman's like vagina is worse than touching her breasts. Clearly, we all know that. Right now, what's slightly better than touching her breasts? Maybe the butt, maybe. But what's slightly better than that? Like the the small of her back or like her thighs? Maybe her thighs is mm-hmm. slightly better in terms of like what's more socially acceptable. Right. What's more socially acceptable than the thigh, the back, the shoulder? And you just like progress and like you do things that are progressively more and more and more risque. And if she's unhappy with anything, then you stop and then just go back to what you were doing before. That worked. Yeah. And then continue yeah continue afterwards yeah that makes perfect sense i think i I mean it was interesting to me that you say like you're trying to you have to hold yourself back i wonder like how how did you get to that like why do you think you feel that way i don't think most guys feel that way because i just want to fuck her (laughs) it's like i just like you know what i mean it's like it's uh, i don't know i don't know i get why why is that you know what it is? I guess it's because it's kind of like, you know, remember I said at the start where bring the energy that you've got when you're looking at porn to this. Yeah. Because like there's no man like when men like we, you know, every man here, every man who's listening to this has looked at porn at some point. Even if you do no fap, which I do, like you have an extensive history of looking at porn. But the point is this, when you're there and you're looking all of this bullshit like, oh, you know, uh, I don't want to be creepy. That's out the window. You're just like reveling in whatever fantasy it is that you're, that is being depicted on the screen. Yeah. And I guess it's that kind of energy that I'm bringing. Maybe here's, here's a, I mean, this gave me an interesting idea. Maybe when you're on a date, just like imagine that you're actually in a porno, right? So, so that it's like, imagine this is a porno and this is, you know, it's, it's inevitable where this is going to end. Um, it's going to end in what, what a porno ends in. And so have that mindset. And how, like, how would you be feeling? What would you be thinking? What would be on your mind if it were a porno? And you knew that where it was going to lead, right? And it would be totally different, right? You would be comfortable feeling sexual, feeling these desires, and you would be holding yourself back, like, oh, shit, like, I have to, I have to hold myself back from doing things that are inappropriate in public. <laughs> 
Because that's yeah. that's what you want to be doing. Is it's if you're holding yourself back, like you have to hold, rein in your sexual desire. That's where that's really powerful. Um, that's that's what's going to make the date have a lot of sexual tension and make it sexual more than anything else. I think. But but it all comes from how you're seeing how the context you're seeing. Whereas most guys are doing the opposite. They're like. Um, how do I make it sexual? You know, how do I say something sexual? But their their context for a date is they're they're totally ashamed of their sexuality, right? They're not, they're not owning that it's sexual, and there is no sexual energy. And when you have don't have that, the, what, you don't really have any um, spark to build anything off of because that's the spark that makes everything else possible. You are 1,000% correct. And you know something? It's kind of like this. I was saying this to a client yesterday. Mm. It's like the vet knows two days ago, but still. The fact that you're on a date means that the sexual attraction is implied and sex is implied. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that she's chosen to come there with you. You said, hey, would you like to go and like eat whatever the fuck you do? Like, would you like to go to a restaurant or whatever? And she's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do that. Like from when she's agreed and she's turned up, She's basically said to you, you're the kind of man that I would consider having sex with. Minimum. It's like implied. she's considered it. Why would she waste it her is. time? There you go. Like sex underpins the whole thing. Unless it was like, hey, you know, me, Johnny and the gang were going to the cinema. Do you want to come? Then fine. But if she's meeting you on your own, on her own, you know, you get the point. Well, it's kind of obvious, really. You know, like everybody knows why you're there. And there's another thing as well for men who are scared to escalate as well. It's literally like this. There's what, seven or eight billion human beings on the planet, right? There's tons of us. And would it really make any sense evolutionarily if 50% of the species didn't want to reproduce? Would that make any sense? That'd be just absolutely ridiculous. Like, and there'd be never be that many of us because it's like throughout all of human history, women wouldn't want to have sex and men wouldn't be able to have sex with them and there'd be no more humans. It makes like, for they, very awkward dynamics. Yeah, like they want it. They really do. But, um, I think this is a good place to end the episode. Um, unless is there something more you wanted to add, Avi? What do you think about... Because this goes with the whole having the sexual energy versus just talking about mm. sex. And I think both are important, but the sexual energy part is what gets ignored. What do you think about mm. porn, masturbation, no fap, and how all that plays into it? I think that actually is quite detrimental to men's sexual energies. Porn or no fap? <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I should be, be specific. Okay, so porn, I mean, it's kind of like this. I, I practice something called semen retention, where you basically just retain your semen for as long as possible. And the without boring anyone, like just YouTube it, Google it if you want, but it makes you more masculine. It weirdly enough makes women more attracted to you, it makes you more confident, and it makes you better in bed as well. And you just have more of this animal magnetism that that makes women go huh and actually we, given what we were saying about like letting out your inner sex animal if you actually just like went a month without ejaculating i'm on about five weeks right now wow you would actually naturally be more like that so that that is something good that i'd say i think um with porn there's kind of like an epidemic of men who are let's say they're way more used to looking at a screen than they are to being with a real woman. And then yeah. it kind of kills their confidence for when they're with real women. Mm. And as well as killing their confidence, it's like also it lowers your enjoyment as well. Because when you're looking at porn, you're looking at like your ultimate fantasy, whatever that is. 
you know you're some little skinny guy from japan and your ultimate fantasy is big booty black women and that's actually what you're looking at all day every day and like with the right lighting and the right camera angles and stuff and then you end up with some skinny japanese woman from osaka and you can't really get excited the way you do when you're you know looking at your ideal stuff it's over stimulus yeah and it's also I a mean, different yeah. woman like every 15 seconds <laughs> on the point exactly right which that's not reality so that's yeah it, it, it raises your bar for what is what is makes you sexually excited so if you see like a hot girl wearing tight clothes but you've watched porn like for two hours last night where you saw hundreds of different women that are your ideal fantasy that hot girl walking by you're like eh, whatever like it's not as exciting yeah exactly it numbs your it numbs you it numbs your sexuality yeah yeah i agree so okay great so yeah to any man who's watching or watching listening uh yeah i would really recommend you stop watching porn and you know what it hurts me to say that because i absolutely used to love porn i used to love it with a passion like really did until i realized how bad it was like fuck actually this isn't actually good for me but you well, what i've noticed is, is when you stop watching porn then your real sexual experiences are that much better. Yeah. They're that much more intense. There's just, they're more, I don't know, raw and primal and intense and powerful. (laughs) Now you got to be having sexual experiences, but (laughs) if you are, it it really, it makes it way better anyway. Like a lot of watching porn and masturbating, it's barely even enjoyable. It's just like an addiction. Well, the thing is, if you start watching porn, it's like you will end up having sex because a huge part of why a lot of men don't have sex is because they have porn to fall back on. It's kind of like if you're collecting some sort of welfare check from your government and you're getting that and then they take it away, it's like, well, you're you're either going to starve or you're going to get a job. You know what I mean? You'll probably try and get yourself a job or you'd steal or something. You'd do something to get money. You're Mm -hmm. not just going to die. And it's kind of like that, like... You know, if there was no porn whatsoever, uh, don't get me wrong, some men would actually still just sit and jerk off at home, granted, but a lot of those men would actually get up and meet real women. Well, those men probably aren't listening to the podcast anyway. Well, it's true. Yeah, if you're one of the, <laughs> yeah, if you're one of those men, you wouldn't be attracted <laughs> so you don't to, have to worry the Gang about Global Podcast. But yeah, okay, so this is the time to end it though. So bro, thank you very much for your time. Of my question to you is, how can anyone who's been listening, who's gone, Avi Hayden, I like the cut of this man's jib. He sounds like the man for me. He sounds cool. He sounds debonair. He sounds dashing. He sounds wonderful. I want to learn from this guy. If they're thinking that, then how are they going to get in touch with you? Um, my YouTube channel is a.g.hayden. Um, that's where I put most of my content. I post there all the time. So that would be the first and best place to go. Okay. Oh, just thought I could send you uh, this, and maybe you can put this on your uh, your channel as well, actually, if you want. Yeah, I mean, we could we could also do a uh, we could do this in reverse, where I'm interviewing you Ooh. and do it as a video. Ooh, and then okay. I can put yeah, the yeah, video yeah. on my channel, and then I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. Link mm. your channel and everything. Um, and also, so my website is modernseduction.com, so you can go there too. Okay, cool. And yeah, man, so I'm Kieran Callum. So at Instagram is, uh, well, on any kind of social media, C-I-A-R-A-N-C-A-L-L-A-M. I also coach guys as well. So if you want coaching, then hit me up and then we'll sort something out. But yeah, so this is the Game Global podcast from GameGlobal.net www.gameglobal.net at the moment we're working on the academy which is going to be a free resource with loads of information that you guys can use to smash your dating lives that is actually coming we've got loads of articles we've got videos on there just have a look 
just check out the site but thank you to the person who's listening the guy in tokyo the guy in zimbabwe the man in rome right now is currently quarantined i'm on is actually probably on pornhub because pornhub are giving the uh, italians who are quarantined free uh really subscriptions <laughs> yeah they're, they're doing that it's actually quite a nice thing for them to do yeah <laughs> So yeah, to everybody anyway, thank you very much. Take care. See you later. Goodbye.